Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best of the business. In this episode, Bill Roseberry sits down with Owen Williams and Steve Medford. This episode of Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to Coach Speak, right here at the lovely WBGZ Studios in Alton, Illinois. Today, we are joined by Owen Williams of Marquette Catholic High school, baseball, and basketball. And you play any other sports or just with golf? Golf, too? Okay. And then we have the founder of the feast with us also, <laughs> the man who makes this all happen, the Marquette boys basketball coach and the sponsor of Coach Speak, Steve Medford. Yeah, thanks a lot, Bill. I appreciate having us on. It's, uh, you know, we started this, what, I think a couple years ago we did, yeah. you know, and um, it got kind of got going, had some really good coaches come on, and I'm glad to see you're taking over and, and doing a good job with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nick reached out to me. I guess you guys had talked about it, and you guys were both so busy it was getting hard to keep a regular schedule. And, you know, Nick had wanted me to get involved in some way and, and uh, you know, gave me a, a few different things that they wanted me to do here, and that was one of them. And I said, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, so, And I've loved doing it, man. I mean, Good. you know, I've had a ton of people on. I'm sure you've... Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, anyway, all the way to Jim Wigger, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, he coached the – that was the Alton track coach in the 1960s. He won three state titles wow. in his mm-hmm. 90s now. Mm-hmm. He was on here with his long jumper uh, that won a state title. Oscar Wallace held the long jump record in Illinois until, I don't know, like 2011 or 12 Jeez. or something like that from mm-hmm. 1969. To, yeah, I mean, I mean, these yep. guys were – Jim had Larry mm-hmm. Smith on the uh, a while mm-hmm. back, and we talked about the 1989 Flying Lion Eye that went to Final Four. Yeah, you know, I've had Greg DeCourcy on. I'm sure you know who that is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you can learn a lot from that guy. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. And then all the guys you uh, yeah. had on, you know, Lee Bennett, mm-hmm. and Lee Green, and um, yep. you had Eric Smith on. Yep. I know you've had you had a ton of guys on. I did. Uh, it, Jeff Alderman. Yep. Yeah. It was fun, and it's a lot of fun. I just feel like it gives an opportunity for you know the local community to to, to hear from some of the people that have you know you know you think about sports and how it shapes so many people's lives and and that time frame that it was in and kind of just takes you back to that time and and that moment. And so it's been pretty cool to be honest about it. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I said, I've enjoyed it, and I'm try I try and go get coaches from all kinds of mm-hmm. different sports and different cities i'm yep. pretty you know that's a that's a calculated thing yep. that i do to try and get guys from different places in different sports yeah. so and we're here with you guys today because mm. uh owen recently won an award you know mm-hmm. he won the um male, male player of the year for the gallatin awards and uh you know, we just wanted to come in and talk about that a little bit and mm-hmm. what that meant to you. It was a 75th anniversary, so we had a lot of guys back, and it was pretty cool. You know, I'm a little mm-hmm. biased, but I thought it was a pretty cool event this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just talk about winning that and how excited you were. Oh, it was, it was very cool. I mean, bringing the award back to Marquette and uh, like all my hard work was paying off and seeing everyone who has won it there that showed mm-hmm. up was really cool to see. Yeah, did, did you know much about the award uh before 
before you knew you were going to win it? or? Uh, not really. I mean, I worked the uh, – there was a trivia night right. earlier in the year, and I worked that, so I learned a lot about it there. But I, I've, I've known some people who have won it. Mm-hmm. But besides that, not really know much about it. Yeah, no, well, Sammy Green won mm-hmm. it, I guess, your mm-hmm. eighth grade right. year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was the last Marquette guy to win. I, yep. I like how you brought up the trivia night because that's also a calculated thing that I do as president mm-hmm. of that that you know that awards banquet. I uh, when we started the trivia night, I said one of the things I want to do is I want to get the kids to come be runners for us and volunteer, so they're actually putting in some effort for something that's to benefit them. Mm-hmm. And we've had three trivia nights now. And we've had a player of the year volunteer all three times now. Donovan Clay, who's now playing at Missouri State, yeah. he volunteered our first mm-hmm. trivia night from Alton, of course. And then the second one we had, Anna Hall from Civic Memorial was there, and she won the Girls Player of the Year Award, and now you um, at the third one. So I'm, that's something I'm proud of, too. I want to mm-hmm. keep that mm-hmm. kind of tradition going, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you your sister was there, Abby, and and uh, she won a um, a big award, the hundred and ten percent award tonight at the mm-hmm. um, banquet too. And then a lot, of, you know, Mike Arbuth, not I mean, he brought a ton of CM girls mm-hmm. were there helping oh, out yeah. too. So it was, yeah, that was a nice night that trivia night. And mm-hmm. big thanks to Ross Locks with that too, because you know we had it there at the Locks uh, Brick Hall, and you know it was a great great mm-hmm. event there. That's where it's probably going to stay from now on. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. We're not planning on moving it. So, yeah, talk about that too. Seeing your sister win an award on the same night, you know, I saw you guys getting pictures together and all that. Mm-hmm. How cool was that to see her get a big trophy too? Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Like we've grown up together playing, so it was good to see her get recognized as well. And then actually last night, uh, <laughs> we uh, won prom king and queen together. So, oh really, wow, yeah. So it's really cool to uh, like win all this stuff with her and like be a part of it with her. Very cool, very cool. Now talk about right now you're in the midst of your your baseball season. So uh, talk about how that's going. I know uh, you were hitting close to 400 uh, right now, playing in the outfield for me. You said left field, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, you guys are are above 500. You know, you guys have been been above 500, but uh, kind of up and down so far. But just talk about how baseball season's going. Yeah, through. I mean, it's been going good. Uh, we lost some games that we probably should have won. But we've also uh, we've won some big games, too. We beat mm-hmm. Father McGivney, which mm-hmm. was a really was big win. win. And then we just recently beat Jerseyville. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a fun game to play. But, I mean, I really enjoy baseball. I think, uh, I mean, it's a sport I've been playing the longest. I've played along in the basketball. But it's really fun. And, I mean, it's my last year of playing, so I'm excited. Yeah, you, and you played golf, too, in the right. in the fall. So which, which one's your uh, your favorite, you think, out of the three? Probably basketball, but you don't have to say that just because. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, golf is really fun. I think I wish I would have uh, started it freshman year because I just started senior year, and I learned a lot this year. And it's something. It's the only sport that I'm gonna be playing for the rest of my life. Okay. Right. Hey, I had a buddy who was a really good football player at Southwestern uh, back in the '90s. I mean, he's a really good player, uh, and uh, he says now as he's gotten older, you know, and his ankles hurt and. He's, you know, and all that. He's like, he's an offensive lineman, so he's a big guy, too. He was like, if I had it all to do over again, I would have never stepped on a football field. I used to I used to make fun of the golfers. Mm-hmm. Go down the hallway with golf dork. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, those are the smartest guys in the school. He goes, they got to play all these free golf courses mm-hmm. all the time. He goes, that's the every high school kid, every high school athlete should play golf. And, and you know, it's funny is <laughs> the guys that are were called the golf dorks are now taking their money at the club now whenever they're playing because it's the only sport you play like the rest of your life. Right? You know what I mean, exactly. So, that's funny. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's um, it's it, you're you're right. I mean, and then I mean, I don't think as a high school kid you realize how expensive of a hobby that gonna that's gonna get, and you yeah. get to play uh-huh. all these places for free, right? For all those years, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the sport. It is. We yeah. practice at a Spencer T, and yeah, like every day I was playing uh, the front nine and the back nine, and to play there it's pretty expensive. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, if you were. Mm-hmm. Just going there every day yeah. and paying. Yeah, it's going to be pretty mm-hmm. penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so now let, let's talk about um, what's the mindset difference maybe as a as a player between those three sports because they're they're totally different. Obviously, golf you're kind of on an island by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, basketball's faster paced. You got to be in better shape, and then baseball's kind of a you know cerebral game too. Um, but just talk about. Where you got to be mindset wise between those three different sports? I think basketball wise, it's like compared to baseball and golf, like you make a mistake in baseball and sometimes another opportunity doesn't come until you're at your next at bat mm-hmm. or like a next play in the field. So I think it's harder to move past a mistake in baseball and in golf compared to basketball because I can throw a ball out of bounds and, and then he'll yacht me for <laughs> a little bit and then I, I might come down the court and like take a charge or something, and we get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Right. Which in golf, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you make a bad shot, and you, there's no one there to help you out mm-hmm. because it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the real difference between mm-hmm. it. And you have to be tougher, I think, mentally for golf and baseball than in basketball. But when it comes down to, like, tough situations in basketball, you just got to come together as a team. Yeah, it seems like, you know, you you hit adversity quicker in basketball because yeah. it's so fast paced there's right. i mean that's the beauty of sports i mean you're 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 facing adversity in a game maybe 10 times in a game or right. something i mean there's or more than that and i mean you don't get that those situations in life that often it really right. teaches mm-hmm. you yeah. how to think on the fly and adjust yeah mm-hmm. so and you know i don't know if you know much about you know, coach's background here, but uh, you know, I I've known him for a long time. He used to go up to Jerseyville and play play basketball. I'd come up from Alton where I was with my buddies. We'd go up and play basketball when he was in high school at Jerseyville, and uh, we'd go up there and and shoot around. What was the name of the place? Susnick Center. The, Sus- yeah, yeah, Susnick Center. Yeah, yeah. And we'd go up there, and I'd bring up my buddies, the Fox Boys. Yeah. you know, from down here. And yeah, Kevin, Kevin and Dan McCormick, Blake yeah. Gray. We'd come up there and shoot around with you guys brent hawkins would play with us when he was junior high but you know he was always smaller and he was quick and had a dribble but he could shoot (laughs) and i mean he didn't hardly miss and and you know that got him that took him a long way you know took him to lindenwood and made Mm -hmm. him you know a great player at at jerseyville and i mean to learn how to shoot like that that takes a lot of practice and a lot of effort a lot of repetition yeah so Mm -hmm. Talk about that and where that came from for you and how you've taken all that to translate it into your coaching. I, I just think a lot of it was, um, you know, I think whenever – I think it was probably when I was a young man, I knew I wanted to be a basketball player. And, you know, I'm, I've always tried to instill a really good discipline in my life. You know what I mean? And so I was to say, look, I wasn't, I wasn't the tallest kid. I wasn't the most athletic kid. But 
I had an extreme discipline to do something. And so <clears throat> whenever I started, you know, decided I was going to be a basketball player, I mean, I would go, uh, and I tell my kids this all the time, um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I got up at 530 in the morning to go do strength shoes and shooting. And I did that every single day. I mean, I was doing that consistently every week, you know what I mean? And, and so I just kind of built into that, and I got to the point where, you know, I was challenging myself. I wouldn't move from spots till I made 9 out of 10 from a spot, you know. Uh -huh. You know, so I, could, I would shoot a corner shot until I make 9 out of 10 by the time I was a senior in high school. You know, it used to be 7 out of 10 when I was a sophomore, and then it got to 9 out of 10 when I was a senior. And so you put a little pressure on yourself to do that. And now um, that was just something I, I, I knew I wanted to be, and being an undersized in, in my position, I knew that's what it was going to take. So, you know, there's always a room – in the game of basketball for a kid that can shoot the basketball, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, you know, it carried me to Lindenwood. Um, I got there my first year, and I remember there was a kid named Ronnell Williams. Ronnell was a, a first-team All-American. He was a sophomore. And um, I knew I was going to have my work cut out for me to try to even potentially play. Well, Ronnell gets in trouble, gets kicked mm -hmm. out of school. Um, I was a fourth-string point guard at that time, you know, because there was wow. a couple of JUCOs yeah. there. Um, started working past them. About the eighth game of the season, I started starting as a freshman. Um, and, and then I got to start my entire four years, became captain my senior year. And, um, you know, it was just the game of basketball has taught me so much in my life. Um, and I'm just extremely blessed to have the opportunity that I had. Um, but, you know, on the flip side of this is, you know, now, now coaching, here we are. Um, can't believe how fast it's went by. I mean, shoot, this is my 20th year in coaching. Wow. Which I is crazy. So... Um, but I've had some really good teams, really good players, and I've been very fortunate with the kids I've had. Yeah, I mean, some of the guys you've coached with, obviously, you know, Lee Bennett. I mm -hmm. mean, you've you learned a lot from him to get you to where you're at. Too. Bill, you know, I was a 22 year old kid. I played for um, <clears throat> I played for a college coach who who played for Charlie Spoonauer. Oh, you know, yeah. And his dad won six state titles in Nebraska. So Dale Ribble, Coach Ribble, his dad won six state high school titles. Very good high school basketball coach. Um, Dale played for Charlie Spoonauer, and Coach Ribble was one of the best coaches I've ever been around. And then I, when I got out of high school, I was a 22-year-old kid, and I really thought I knew the game of basketball. I really did. I, and I knew it. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we were doing. We were doing things that probably just some coaches are now doing today. Like, we was, it was so advanced, right? And then I got under Lee, and I tell people this all the time, you know, um, after getting under Lee for those three years and just realizing, being under him, I was like, I had, I realized I knew nothing about the game of basketball compared <laughs> to Lee Bennett. Um, and it wasn't even that; it was just the mindset of the preparation that he would do. Um, I can tell a great story. You know, there was a time where it was Mike Waldo and Lee Bennett. You know, and <clears throat> I would have, um, literally, Lee would take my chair. And he would face it. And this is how I think I got really good at coaching. I really do. Is he would make me turn my chair and face their bench the whole, t the whole game. And just watch Mike? Not only watch it, but whenever Mike would do like a two thumbs up or whatever it may be, then I would try to have etch it all out. Now, I etched out the play consistently. I would try to etch out every play. Now, at halftime, Lee would be like, well, that's this. This was just what we went over. Right? This, so now we'd have those calls. So by the second, third time around, we'd have pretty much every team's calls, you know. And so just the, the scouting, the preparation, um, uh, the, the attention to detail was really what separated him um, from a lot of coaches. And so, 
you know, when I got to become a head coach, you know, um, I always felt like, look, if I couldn't put, if I couldn't give 100% towards scouting and doing what was right for my kids, how could I expect 100% for my kids? Right. And so um, I've always felt like we've been very well prepared. I feel like defensively we knew exactly what they were going to do every time we stepped on the floor. Um, and I always felt very confident that, hey, once we got out on the floor, hey, we knew what we were going to do. We knew how what we are going to try to execute. And, and our kids have done that for the most part. Now, looking back on a few things, could I have been a little maybe looser for our kids to maybe maybe expose themselves a little bit more offensively? Probably could have, you know. Um, but I'm really proud of our program and how far we've come. Yeah, you mentioned Mike, you know, Waldo, and that mm-hmm. those were some of the fun games. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this story on here mm-hmm. before, so – but uh, watching Mike and, and Lee coach against each other, you know, when I was at the Edwardsville Intelligencer, mm-hmm. I would go down to Salem, to the Salem tournament in Centralia would mm-hmm. play there, and they'd coach against each other, and it was like watching a chess match, man. It yep. was it was fun just it to was. see what they were going to do. I remember mm-hmm. the one year Mike had Will Triggs, mm-hmm. and Edwardsville was probably the better team. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually just because they have, yep. you know, bigger program, um, but – Will was unbelievable. Was you know, he's so extremely strong, strong. so yes. strong, and 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 uh, it was kind of like Epinesa was when mm-hmm. he played basketball. I mean, they were mm-hmm. similar. Will was just a he was a man amongst boys, you know. And so, anyway, they're calling. They're well, like I remember. I remember. Roof. I remember that game. I I, I remember yeah. everything about Will Triggs because it was. I remember everything was high post. High high elbow post ISO and it was oh, ISO ISO and and I remember Lee I remember us how we were going to fire on that what we were going to do and, and double that situation he, he, but yep. they were letting them call it real were, physical yep. and it, and they weren't calling anything yep. so Lee just got more physical with him more physical yep. with him more physical and they were beating the hell, hell out, out of each him. Other, yeah and, and by the end you know he was tired and, yep. and Centralia won and Mike was furious yep. you know I mean and yep. uh, after the game I'm interviewing. Mike and he's all fired up and I go down and interview Lee and he's like hey is is Mike okay he seemed a little upset there after the game and he's just playing it off like just playing dumb and I'm sitting there interviewing and I'm like man this is this is awesome I'm like you know he knew what he was doing and he did it you know Mike would have been able to do this if he would have been able to do something like that would have done the same thing you got to take what you can get advantage of what you you, the opportunity yeah but you know at the end of the day those two have such mutual respect for each other and you know I'll, I'll be honest with you like uh um, Coach Waldo has been, he's probably been, I mean, it, I'll still get a phone call from him just out of the blue, you know, and yeah. I remember what was about five, six years ago, he sent me a text message and just, you know, it's Mike Waldo, you know, um, coach, uh, I have the utmost admiration for you. You are a real coach and, you know, just things like Mike Waldo would do things like this. Um, and then I remember he, him asking for a game film from us against ball. I think it was Belleville Altoff we'd played, you know, and. Um, he sends me a text message, hey, coach, you mind if I steal a couple of your zone sets? And I'm like, coach, I've stole about 50 of yours. Go ahead and take one. If <laughs> right. you, want, you know, um, but Mike was a great guy and he's, he's, he's just a, he's a great leader and he's a great coach. And, um, you know, he's been, you know, anytime I, if I, if I do need something, if I need to reach out to him, I, I know I can, I can reach out to him. So. It's been a while. He used to text me randomly when I was at the eye. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you do a great job, Bill. You're a great writer. Yep. Make sure yep. to tell me that. Yep. That's but just the way he always made you feel there. warm. You know what I mean? That's how Mike goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so. so Owen, maybe talk about some, what's, what's something you've taken away from Coach Medford here? I mean, what did you learn that you think you can take on in life or if you're going to, you know, continue 
playing sports at all or anything like that? What's your takeaway from uh, it? I'd say uh, repetition and uh, attention to details. Because we'd come into every practice and we would do the same defensive drills every day. And then, mm-hmm. like, attention to details, he, we'd, we'd watch film. And I don't think many high school programs do that. I know some do, but mm-hmm. we'd, we'd go through all the players who we're matched up against. And then just the repetition of what really I want to take with me. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on playing any sports in college? or uh, I'm looking you? at uh, basketball and golf at Fompon. Okay. I uh, mm-hmm. applied since they're D3. They can't give out athletic uh, scholarships. Right. Mm-hmm. So I applied for uh, it's called the presidential scholarship. And if I get that, I'm going to probably go there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm excited about that. You know, yeah. I think he should. I think he should at least give it a shot and, and go play the game of basketball. He's a really good basketball player, and I think his best days are ahead of him. I really do. He reminds me of a, a few kids I've had in the past where they become 20, 21 years old, and they start to fill out. They get a little bit stronger. You know, they kind of come into their own a little bit. And, you know, I think his best days of playing days are still ahead of him. Well, Fontbonne, perfect example right now is is Caden Clark from yep. CM. I yeah, mean, that, that's a prime example. He that's looks him. I mean, he looks totally transformed yep. and different than he did in high school. Yep. He was this little skinny guard. Mm-hmm. Now he's... He's built, and yep. I mean, and he's played. He's had a really nice really career nice there. Career. Yep. I guess it's over now. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he just finished his senior year, didn't yep, he? But, I believe so. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, he mm-hmm. he excelled there at Fontbonne. So, yep. you know, that's that's a good. I think that could be a good fit for real, for mm-hmm. sure, no doubt. So again, yeah, um, and talk about. I want to talk about the Gallatin's awards a little bit with you mm-hmm. too. With you being up in Jerseyville, um, you know, you didn't. You guys weren't in that pool to win that award, mm-hmm. but. You know, the Telegraph, obviously, in those days when we were younger, I mean, the newspaper was still a big thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So uh, we didn't we didn't have the Internet, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had to actually pick things up and hold it in our hand. <laughs> yeah. We had to walk uphill both ways to go to school, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm sure you saw it, you know, yes. I mean, all the stories and all that. How, I mean, so how much did you pay attention to that stuff, you guys up there in Jerseyville? I mean, we paid attention to it. You know, I, I think we would have liked to, to been involved with it, you know, right, in some aspect, obviously. you know, and I, and maybe that could potentially be something we down the road. But I, I think that would be if, – if, if it – you knew who the players were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I right. remember back, back in that time, the big thing was to me was um, – remember how Alton Telegraph did the all-area team? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that would. Be I crazy. always thought that was really cool, mm-hmm. you know. And they would have a front page picture of the right. five best players in the area. It wasn't like small. It, sometimes it was small school and then large school, you know. Back mm-hmm. then they did that. Um, but you know, the Gallatin Awards were. It, that was something that you know. Obviously, we we would you'd take and you know who they were. You know, it's just in Jerseyville. It's maybe a little bit less because we weren't involved with it. But mm-hmm. I know how big it is around this area and what it means to to everybody. And I thought this year having all the players come back. And um, say what it meant to him. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I kind of want to do that. And we wanted to to obviously recognize Kathy Snipes, too. You yeah. know, I mean, that was a, a travesty that, that, you know, she never got an opportunity to win that award because they mm-hmm. didn't offer it to mm-hmm. girls until 1994. That's crazy. I mean, the more I look back and I think of things, you know, we, as guys, we've we've all had it pretty good. But I mean, you you know, I had Dana Emmerich on here a while back. Who's the, mm-hmm. he's the Wood River softball coach. Mm-hmm. When he got hired as the head coach, the girls there didn't have their own locker room. You know, mm-hmm. he had to fight like tooth and nail to get the girls to have their own locker room. Mm-hmm. I don't think the girls at Civic Memorial still have their own locker room. Hmm. You know, with all the things they've accomplished, right? No doubt. You know, yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's just 
just weird you know mm -hmm. dana said i come in and, and the boys got like a soda machine and they have vending machines in their <laughs> in their uh you know right. locker room and ch nice chairs and lot and he goes and we you know we have nothing yeah. the girls are like changing their clothes on the bus on the way to games you mm -hmm. know yeah it's it's crazy well, these times are changing it. and they're changing for the better for that you know they are think, right uh, i mean i yeah. know like i said mm -hmm. as guys though you know i don't think sometimes we we think about that because we've always had mm -hmm. you know pretty awesome stuff at our yep. fingertips is is athletes you know so mm -hmm. yeah but uh well guys you're saying you wanted to go watch the masters right. huh? yeah we gotta get out and watch them the masters don't we yeah. gotta finish it, so. <laughs> tiger on there yeah that's amazing yep. isn't it that he's yep. back with everything he's gone through really cool you know to see, see him back i mean think about where his leg was at what 18 months ago yeah but i wish we had done a little bit better yesterday I mean, just yeah. being in the hunt, you know, just, just to have him in the hunt on Sunday is fun. So Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that he's even playing. And no doubt. Stuff no like doubt that, I mean, as yeah. a, a young athlete, that's oh, yeah. that's what it's all yeah. about, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. to see stuff like that. So, yep. so well, Owen, congratulations again. I just wanted to have you in as a as a winner of that award, and, and thank you for volunteering at the Trivia Night. You know, we really appreciated that help. Mm -hmm. and thank you for sending him out Absolutely. and Abby that night mm -hmm. and your support. Um with everything and thank you for you know this podcast too i Absolutely. mean I, a lot of yep. people talk about this and enjoy it mm -hmm. and uh you know i think it's it's been a good thing for mm -hmm. the area between here and then you know dave Lipe has his over yep. in uh edwardsville that i used to do that with him and mm -hmm. um you know he's doing a phenomenal job having people in from all over the metro east yep. and uh you know i think this is kind of the the future of stuff now you know we yeah. were kind of talking off mic you know the days of i mean when is the last time do you, how often do you have reporters actually come up and interview you after games now very often is there anybody there usually uh, sometimes sometimes but not as often as it was you know now we were talking how how cool that was you know as a high school kid yeah. you know they always covered the game mm -hmm. and to go get that telegraph afterwards or the advantage news or any of those major you know newspapers and grab that newspaper and read that article about that game i used to just love watching the looking at the box scores in the yeah, telegraph when i, I was know. a kid look and see what yeah you know see your buddy got a hit or you know or yeah. you got a hit or whatever i love that and i think yeah. i wish that would somehow or another we could get get a little bit more of that you know coverage for the local teams and i don't know how you do it and or if there can be little write-ups and there's an internet site that we could just all you know that'd be really cool though yeah yeah probably gonna take uh it's going to take money to make that happen. That's where it all comes down to. There's, uh, you know, it's it's not. Uh, I think it's good for the high school kids too. You know? It is. It is great, but I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, there's there's yeah. there's no money in it right. from a business aspect. True. I mean, that's mm -hmm. why that's why I lost my job and I have a different career now. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm able to now do this on the side. Yep. And, you know, Absolutely. I'll always be a supporter of all that stuff and in mm -hmm. high school athletics and you know mm -hmm. and and the media industry local media is super super important and people mm -hmm. this is a perfect example people start to i get calls every now and then how can this change and i'm like yeah it's money right you know yep. i mean yep. it's almost yeah. you know I'm so about it yep. so. yeah but uh i, re I really mm. enjoyed like, like getting interviewed after games and then like going to like advantage news or like the telegraph and reading it online mm -hmm. Like that's always been super cool to me. It is. I know. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I I think what for my first 10 years here, um, I always had a, a cheerleader 
get all the all the scrapbooks you know like you know how we had mm-hmm. you know, back in high school we had scrapbooks you know like you were right they would take all the articles put a bunch of photos in there and i've got i mean just it's just it's something i'll, I'll cherish for the rest of my life because I, i'll open those scrapbooks every once in a while and just read about the old teams and the the, the journey that we had with the regional championships and you know the sectional championship team those 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 articles man those go a long way you know wasn't it you that had a um you took the story that that I wrote on Tim on Nelly Nelson Tim yes. Nelson, mm-hmm. and you had that company was it down in Florida was yeah. it you and you uh-huh. had it put on a yeah. you know yeah on a, uh, on a, on it's it's called uh, in the news I think yeah. that's what it was yeah and so it's funny because I've got in my office I've got every regional championship you know um, the article that was written about it it's in the okay. news and so I've got it all around all those and then anytime there's been a wow. player of the year. Um, any article that's up, I've got them all. It's really cool. It is really neat. So um, I've probably got a pretty much a entire wall. ten by fifteen wall. Yeah, that's covered with those things. So that's neat. Yeah, the way they do that because it's making it into like a plaque type yeah, of it's a situation. Plaque. Yeah, the it's, whole article. It's mm-hmm. really really cool. So yeah. so so yeah. I was gonna one yeah. other thing I wanted to talk to you too is you know this year talking basketball, you guys. You even had a stretch there where you lost five games in a row, mm-hmm. but you guys were able to still come back and win a regional. Mm-hmm. Just kind of talk about uh, that and the adversity you guys faced as a team. I think we really came together as the season went on. Uh, we had a COVID year the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a bunch of um, – that year it was a bunch of sophomores because our team was our team now is mostly made of juniors. Mm-hmm. So it was really like their first full varsity season, and I think them getting used to it, and uh, that was really important for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, towards the end of the year, we came together. And I, we could, I think we could have even gone farther. Mm-hmm. Me too. But. I mean, the T-Town game was a tough game for us. I yeah. mean, we knew that they were physically going to be very difficult for us. Um, but we did it. We had a chance. We really had a chance in that game. And, you know, they went on to win the next game and get to sectional or the Supers, you know. And and, and I, I think this is um, one thing about our program is it's, you know, you hear – college coaches and and i know it's a cliche but you talk about process right and he said it a little earlier we have a lot of drills it's simplicity with constant repetition right and so it it takes time to build what you want to be done and you know i do believe that covid year we had a bunch of freshmen we had a bunch of juniors this year really missed out so the freshman year they really didn't practice with the varsity guys sophomore year you have a covid year yeah and you know typically what when you have a really good program is you have some seniors that show you the right way to do it, juniors and seniors that show you how this is going to be done. Um, and really, we had, didn't have that. And it took us a little bit longer to get to that stage. you know. And so you know, it comes down to defense. It comes down to rebounding. And when you can do those two things, you can do them really well, you're always going to put yourself in a position. It took us a while to understand that. And so we got a lot of guys back next year. And, and you know um, – Physically, we're gonna have that group's gonna have to get stronger, um, and everybody's gonna have to get a little bit better. But you know, I think that there's gonna be some opportunities for them to do some things as well. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yep. We'll get we'll get out of here for real this time. I All promise. Right. So. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank Super. you guys for coming in. Yep. Tune in next time on Coach Speak when Bill Roseberry sits down with Tim Stunkel. Talk about some of the stuff maybe you learned and good or bad through those years at Edwardsville and Lewis and Clark, SIUE. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. You know, you, you, you get – there's so many coaches out there and you just got to take what you like from, from the ones and, and what you don't like, you know, separate what works for you and what doesn't. That's next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford.